y'all. This is Alex Horton on the Internal Podcast. This week, I am interviewing Jack Briscoe, who uh, has done a lot of different things for BuildWit over the last couple years, but I think now he's officially working on uh, paid ads and advertising. Guy definitely knows a lot about a lot of different things, of course, because he's a Briscoe, and that's what they do here at BuildWit. We had a great conversation. It was good to get to know him. This is Mr. Jack Briscoe. Cool. Jack, I'm glad we got to do this, man. How you doing? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Um, had some sick kids here at the house all week, so any uh, chance to that I have to sit at the computer and can't be like sitting with them in like the playroom or something is a, a huge gift to me. So I'm thankful that we got to do this. I'm glad I could help out. I appreciate it, man. Um, so, you know, we've had a couple of these kinds of podcasts, um, thus far on the internal podcast feed. Um, let's see, I've talked to Chell, I've talked to Angel and I've talked to Clay and I've, um, this past Wednesday, um, had a conversation published with Chase. Um, they're all kind of different, different vibes. Um, but it's meant to just be sort of like a, I know for me, it's just like getting to know you a little bit better. And I'll probably end up asking some questions that maybe I know the answer to, but maybe the whole team doesn't know. I think it'll just be a good way for um, the team to get get a glimpse of who you are and what you do and what your thing is. And I think more broadly, kind of the mission of this would be that the team would start to, I think just the more like connections we have to each other nationwide, because, you know, we will have some people that are in Nashville that are able to go into the office, but not everybody. And so I'm I'm excited to, get you plugged into that, that uh, web of communication. Definitely. Um, yeah, so, excited. yeah, man. So I guess we'll just start back at the very beginning. It's a good place to start. Oh, um, yeah. where, are you officially the third Briscoe to come on to build with, right? The order is all weird. The order is weird for like the first five or six people of build with. Right. We, we've gone through a lot of it. So, when was like your first thing you did with Aaron? That's, what a, tough, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> so maybe I'll explain how Aaron and I met Got first. It. And then I'll let the people decide who came on first. Um, so I was working at that construction software company um, in the past. And I was often working on the I Build America team. And I was heavily involved in social media. That's kind of the world I grew up in. And um, I had started a Texas Instagram account and kind of grew that and then knew how to do that kind of thing. So I kind of started in the same world as Aaron. And then when I was working for that construction software company, I was looking for construction Instagram accounts that were really talking about construction. And literally there were none except for one. And it was build Whip. And I uh, would start resharing all of Aaron's, Aaron's posts that he was going out and maybe posting out. And I reached out to him one day and I just said, Hey, I think we should talk. And I get on the phone with them. And after about 30 minutes of talking with them, I'm just like, this guy's incredible. And so <laughs> I go, I went to uh, Dan at the time. He was my boss's boss. And I said, Hey, you should hire this guy. Go get on the phone with him for 30 minutes and you're going to want to bring him on the team. He, uh, he goes and talks to him. He uh, ends up, he's like, yeah, I'll give you an offer like right now. And then Aaron <laughs> Aaron ends up uh, joining the team um, pretty soon after that. And he came on, he worked with me on I Build America. I think technically he was I Build 
I built America manager. So he became my boss um, mm-hmm. right there. So he joined on. He didn't last very long. Uh, the office life wasn't for him. But then, uh, so he left and we kind of said, you know, maybe one day I would come join him if he builds the company up. And uh, he left. I had started to do some work for him probably about a year later. Um, I think he reached out to both me and Matt, my brother, mm-hmm. uh, to do some social stuff. Like he just wanted someone to post some stuff out for him. And so Matt and I, I believe we had started at the same time, kind of doing some contract stuff. Um, did that for a bit. And then my dad probably was one of the first people to get hired on full time, I believe. Yeah. And then, and then I think Matt, was kind of more heavily contracted than I was at the time. He got kind of the next level of contract. And then yeah. um, I started with Aaron full-time in uh, 20, 2019. Yeah. And okay. so that was that was our journey. So did you start before Chase? Um, or no, sorry. I started uh, January 2020. 2020. Okay. Yeah. So you were like right, 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 right before me. Okay. Um, yeah. I started I like... February first or something like that. Okay. Okay. Then, I, yeah. then, well, so what's weird is there were. So I started talking to Buildwit like in December of 2019, and I didn't end up getting an offer till like early February. Right. And it was because we were like, well, we got to hire a couple other people first, and I was like, fine. One of them was you, apparently. Um, but then the other two, the other two people, didn't really last that long. Um, and so I, I like to say that I'm number seven, even though I think I'm number nine. Okay, so I didn't know that you were the first contact with Aaron. Yeah, in the, I in like the Briscoe to kind of think name. I played a I played a role in the uh, of course the the thing of build with, but no, I'm sure Aaron would have found it, gone through it all without me as well. So y'all would have been really young working on the I Build America stuff, right? I was um, I was an intern for the majority of that time. I hadn't graduated college. I was still interning okay. there, and then I think I went full time soon after Aaron left. And then I didn't last long at that company anyway. So I went on yeah. to do other things. Are you what? You're 25, 26? 26 now. 26. Okay. That seems to be the age that most people who work at Buildwood are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've either been like the way youngest or like for some reason the oldest person at like most of my agency jobs, even though I'm like now in my only in my early 30s. Um, it's just like a, a really strange distribution of ages. And especially at Buildwood, it's like, because Aaron's so young, it, it just has attracted more young people. Right. But then the company, the company is kind of legit at this point. So now we're able to hire, you know, heavy hitters, and so it's just kind of an interesting distribution of age. So <laughs> Chase and I were talking recently that Matt was like in eighth grade when he started working with Build It, which I don't <laughs> think was true. Um, so what what like was the exact first thing you did for Build It, like when you started contracting? Uh, it was social media posting, and I. So one of the things I'm good at um, kind of in the social media world was using tools and kind of finding good tools to use and uh, making things faster, making the processes faster. So Aaron was posting for a lot of different companies and didn't know exactly which tools or processes to use. So he said, hey, would you take a look at this? And, you know, I'll pay you a little bit of money per month to kind of help me out with this. And so I just started researching for him and found some um, social tools. We still use one of them to, to this day. Our whole company does. It's like the Agora Pulse um, social media platform, um, the social media scheduling tool platform. And so 
that was kind of the first thing I started doing. Then Matt and I started, we were the ones kind of posting to each all the all the companies. Now yeah. Lewis on our team does it all, but um, we were the ones to start it out. Nice. And so then when you came on full-time, were you still doing social media stuff or had you moved into the paid ad stuff? So during those uh, years of meeting Aaron, I started to transition away from just doing social media. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of learn some more tools. So I happened to be learning from an expert in the ad world. So um, I started learning paid ads. I went on after that construction software company to go kind of do half social media, half paid ads. And then at, at, at that construction software company working on I Build America, I got to have some store experience, some e-commerce experience. Yeah. And so when I joined on with Aaron, the idea was um, kind of start out with multiple projects and kind of see down the line what fits best for BuildWit and what fits best for me. Yeah. So I started out technically doing uh, the BuildWit e-commerce store and advertising and kind of just helping out as needed in other areas. And so you, did the BuildWit e-commerce store really exist before you started working on it? No. I... I launched it all. I think Aaron had bought the Shopify account and then handed <laughs> it to me about 10 minutes later. You're like, all right, thanks, man. Uh, I'll start working on this. <laughs> yeah. Funny story. I would actually, uh, I told him not to do it because I knew how much of a headache it could be with iBuild America. But I knew also we can make it uh, really uh, have an impact on the industry and yeah. be successful. But I just knew it's a lot of work. <laughs> so I tried to convince him otherwise to, uh, not to do it, but uh, he still wanted to do it. And then were you, you were doing a lot of the fulfillment at first, right? So yeah, me and uh, Matt, so we've been kind of a, a, a duo. But yeah, so Matt was doing kind of a lot of the fu- fulfillment. I, I showed him how to do it from the I Built America days. And we kind of, yeah. I kind of managed the marketing side of the store at first. Got it. Okay. And so then uh, you've been with BuildWit for like a year and a half. So now what is your position? Like, what are you, what are you working on? So now my, my title has changed, I think six times. And most of that was done like <laughs> the first two months. Yeah. Uh, my, my actual, um, oh, what was it? I think I was assistant to the regional manager was my of course. <laughs> official, <laughs> official title coming on. That was actually on my, uh, offer letter. Hilarious. But no, so my, my title now is paid media specialist. Okay. So I'm officially hundred percent paid. Hundred percent paid, and you're hundred percent paid to do it, which is always, you know, an important part of work. Oh yes. Um. So you you've talked a little bit before about um the work you do with Rex. Can you explain um R- Rex's role with what you do and what that has to do with BuildWit? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, my dad being in marketing for several, you know, for a decade plus uh, years, he he kind of got to know a lot of different people in the marketing world and going to conventions and working with some really cool companies. He got to know some really cool people. Uh, one of them was Rex. And so Rex, he, he works for one of the top marketing companies in the world. And he had built up uh, an advertising team. He's actually not too much older than I am. I think he's about 29. And uh, he... He he had built teams. He had worked for some crazy companies. At one point, he was spending like $3 million a month for one company in ads and wow. was performing super well for these companies. I think overall in his career, he spent over $100 million. And so when you look at ads and um, that those roles, you're looking for like how much does someone manage in, in terms of budget? 
And so he's managed a, a massive budget and he kind of knows what he's doing. If people are giving him access to that money, he really knows what he's doing. So um, several years ago at the construction software company, we had brought him on to teach us how to do ads. And I was kind of the main point of contact for that. So he was literally giving me lessons and kind of doing the work on the side and then showing me like what he did and why. Um, I left the company about a year uh, later and I went on to do other things and him and I stopped working together. But then a few months um, after we stopped working together, he reached back out and he said, hey, I've never taught anyone like I, I, I taught you. And he said, I have some companies and contracts on the side that I do. And he said, I'd, I'd love to have some help with those. And I just don't have enough time for it. So he said, what if I continue to teach you and uh, give you a little bit of those contracts and uh, we can work together. And so that's actually him and I have been working together since I think it was 2017. So over four years now, wow. uh, we've been doing contract stuff together and been able to learn from him. And it's been uh, really cool to be able to learn from like uh, someone that really knows what they're doing and as an expert in that world. Nice. Can you explain like when you say this partner or this company wants to put this much toward like their paid ads, this much, you know, this amount of money, what is that money doing? Like, what is it? What are you physically doing with that money? Yeah. So there's really like three things that we would probably do with construction companies uh, with their money. So one would be we could grow their social media accounts. You can put money behind um, an ad saying, hey, here's who we are as a Facebook page and here's what we post about. And you can target like construction individuals. And um, not we started out kind of doing that last year. That was something we tried like growing everyone's accounts. Um, we did it organically and then we also did it through paid. Um, the second thing is we could do business service ads where we go and say, hey, here's the service we offer. And we would send it out to targeted areas and go after specific types of people, um, such as like the managers or the buyers the, that we buy in that service. It's a little bit hard, as you know, that to do that in construction when their product is and their services, you know, multi-million dollar uh, construction project. So mm-hmm. we're navigating that, trying to figure that out. But uh, the third thing is, and this has kind of been our biggest, uh, our heaviest hitter is the recruiting. So we would put an ad out saying for Kaylee, Kaylee, for example, they need a foreman in North Dakota. And I put an ad out there targeting construction individuals and I target the surrounding states. And I say, Hey, Kaylee needs a foreman. They have great pay, competitive pay, great benefits. Uh, just give us a call. And so they'll click on the ad, then they'll go to the careers page, they'll see the position, they'll apply for it, they'll give them a call. To date, I think we've delivered over a thousand plus applications for Kaylee just through ads alone. Wow. And so that's what um that's what we're trying to do for everybody. So where are those like popping up? Like on Facebook? So yeah, we found that Facebook has it's uh, it's doing really well for like the field audience. So the the operators, the all the guys out in the field, all those people tend to be on Facebook and Instagram. And we found that it's a little bit harder to reach like the superintendents and the foremen. Um, those guys are more on LinkedIn. So a lot of the LinkedIn um, uh, seem the LinkedIn posting to work better for that. But yeah, the majority of our spend goes towards Facebook because that's kind of the majority of the construction companies and the help they need is the majority is in the field. Got it. That makes sense. Um, And I mean, that's not even just in our, our partners list. I mean, that seems to be industry wide for sure. Um, And honestly, I mean, what probably like in 
service type skilled labor. I mean, all that seems to be like a, a, there's not a shortage of labor as much as people aren't like reaching the right audiences. It it feels like, you know, it's, there's a a disconnect between like wherever that labor force is and how these companies are communicating with them. Right. Yeah. Especially with COVID COVID's kind of thrown a loop for everybody. No one knows exactly how to reach people. So this was, uh, I think everyone's kind of willing willing to test it out. And that's been great because we've been able to help people. And uh, I think everyone's kind of wanted a piece of it now. The more that you do some of these like paid ads, are you do you find yourself like learning strategies as you're doing it? Like, actually, this one makes more sense for you know this industry versus this strategy. Do you feel like you are putting strategies in place that after you see the results of them, you're like, actually, turns out I should have done it this way. And that only really made sense because I've tried it the first way. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? That's kind of confusing. But yeah, no, hundred um, percent. It just doesn't seem like there's like a book out. that's like you do it like this, and then it either worked or it didn't. You know, like it, right? No, hundred percent. So advertising, I found out, is literally testing and creating new tests every day, and you just watch the results and then see what happens, and then adjust from there. So literally, you could be doing the same industry and have twenty different customers, and you every 20 or like every single one is going to be different. So even within construction and all our partners that we have, I kind of know everyone varies within, uh, cause the companies, they are different. The products they offer are different. And so I definitely like I'm learning every day and I'm adjusting. I- I've learned, I feel like I have a really good, um, hold on the construction industry ads. Now, um, I've done a lot of different industries. I've done some health industry type stuff, um, some workout stuff, some software, uh, recruiting. There's a lot of different areas that I've, um, done some advertising in, but construction, I feel like we have a good hold on now, but that doesn't mean I know everything. And we are, we are learning every day. I just found something new, um, only last week and I started to roll that out. I started it with one partner and then I saw it worked and I started to roll that out for all the partners to see if it works for them as well. Nice. I feel like that's probably pretty powerful, right? If you see something that like, oh, wow, that was gangbusters. Like, I didn't expect that to work as well as, well as it did. I'm sure that's like really encouraging to be like, all right, now this makes sense for our entire partners list or a big chunk of our partners, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's I, I love that part where you can kind of test it with one. And then if it works, then you can roll it out to everybody. It's, it's pretty cool to kind of be able to do that. It feels like your job has like really, really technical components on one hand. And then some like psycho- psychological components too. You're having to, because like, are you tweaking like wording and thing, you know, what the, 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 the headline is or what like that hook is? Are you writing some of that too? Definitely. Um, yeah. You're always looking at images and like what's going to work for in terms of images, what's going to work in terms of copy, and then it all has to flow well. And you kind of have to make a guess like on the audience you're reaching, like what do they want to see? But at the same time, I also learned early on, and this has helped me a ton, um, you don't want to come off as, um, you don't want to look too much like an ad. Sure. Uh, what what was funny at that construction software company, you know, they were, um, it was a pretty big company, right? And the ads that we ran, um, some of our best performing ads were some of the, like the worst images you would find in construction. And it, we found that it worked because it looked like it was just a friend posting something. And so people would kind of like stop and look at it, be like, who's posting this? Yeah. And then it was an ad. And so that, uh, 
<laughs> that actually worked best for us. And it looked, it looked ridiculous, but uh, it worked. What cracks me up is like the difference between, and I'm not on Facebook that much at this point in my life, but the difference between like, if I'm like just scrolling through the feed and it's like, I don't, I don't recognize that. I didn't remember following that. And it's an ad seeing those versus like the ads that are like up in the corner that right. are more static that are like so awful. And those are like the ones that just like follow you around. Like I saw one that was like about Billie Eilish, which I'm like, I guess I recently listened to a new, a new Billie Eilish song, but it's like her face, like poorly Photoshopped onto like somebody else's body. And it's like, look at new Billie Eilish. I'm like, what are you talking? This is so bad, but I'm sure it's like one of those things where it's like, if it's clearly like wrong, people are going to be like, what is this? And then click on it. <laughs> You know, and it that's like the kind of the the skeevy end of of ads, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I think our ad didn't go that far, such as horrible Photoshop. It just looked like a normal photo yeah. versus like super cop text copy, you know, like click here type of approach. Like we try to stay away from that. And that's the cool thing about construction and what we found from Aaron, and I've taken like Aaron's account is people really just like to see cool construction photos. And so that's what we use. We use just really cool construction photos. And then we say, hey, we're looking for an operator. Uh, so come come join this company. And so it, it it's nice to be able to work in something that people find really interesting. And so we can kind of throw something really cool out there and then people look at it and then have the kind of our target and our, our goal attached with that. You know, I think something that I've really learned working with BuildWit is that even though that like working in the dirt world is a career and it's you know it is a job there's also like a lot of interests and hobbies that are like related to the industry too like people love seeing you know big machines and regardless of that's what they do for work like some people just love that and like i i just never thought about that before and now you know i'm like interested when i see something cool that you know Aaron has posted or whatever whoever is posting that kind of stuff i'm like into it and interested now you're like when i'm driving and i see like a big construction project to the side of the road i'm like looking like what's you know what's over there um and i i i feel like what's what's neat about the work that you're doing is you know like you're saying you you're just putting like a regular construction photo it's not intangible but it's it's sort of like this visceral connection to people because that's just like a thing they like that happens to be also the work that they do or the work they want to get into, you know, I think that that's just like an interesting connection that not everything or not every kind of work has like a related personal interest side of it, you know? Yeah. I definitely think it's like something you stop and think about if you've never been in construction, I think it's an interesting thing to think about. You're like, it's these massive pieces of equipment that look like a ton of fun to use. And for someone who's not been in that world, it would be pretty cool to be like, you know, I would like to go test that out or something like that. And so it's something that people haven't really touched and they don't know too much info about. So it's a little bit of like a mystery to them. Yeah. But all they know is the traffic side. And that's what kind of, you know, when you're stuck in traffic because of construction. But well, and then the people that you're cool. like having to interact with that are part of these like construction sites are the people who are like contracted to just like control the road, you know, just turning the right. stop to slow. And those right. are the people that like annoy you. And it's like, they're not really like, related to this project. They're just like hired to stay in there and turn the sign. Right. What is PPC? So PPC is pay-per-click. And 
So technically, Facebook is not PPC because yeah. instead of paying per click, you're paying to reach a certain amount of people. So Facebook, we pay to reach um, X amount of people in, in a certain area. So say like 10,000 people, we pay for like 10,000 impressions in a certain area. Yeah. Um, P, uh, PPC is pay-per-click. And so you would actually pay per click when someone clicks on an ad. That's when uh, they're clicking on it. And that is literally charging you money. So we that is like a Google search ad. So if you go search something online, the first two, three options you're going to see are for an ad. And if you go click on that, you're charging someone money. Which so don't go click on ours because that will charge us money. Yeah, but uh, go, yeah. go to the actual website. Go to the actual link. Yeah, it's just it's just a different way of reaching people. Uh, different ad platforms have have gotten kind of and it. There's a reason for it for different ways of um, um, charging companies. The reason you do the PPC versus kind of paying per audience is because Facebook has massive audiences. Yeah, and you're just paying to reach those people, and it's like. Uh, throwing up a, someone just walking down the road and you throw up like a huge sign saying, Hey, um, here's this product and service. And they're like, I'm not even looking. And so they'll just keep walking or they're get interested. And then they start looking more into it. PBC is meant more for someone who's actively looking for a solution. So it's like someone driving down the road, looking for food and then putting up a sign and they're like, Oh, thank, thank you for giving it to me. So you're paying to reach someone that's, um, like a high quality lead basically. And so it makes more sense that you would pay for that click rather than paying to reach X amount of audience that half of them would be looking and half of them wouldn't be looking for something. Yeah. And I think what also is interesting about it to me is that like, you know, whoever you, cause are you, you're paying that fee to Google, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you pay Google. They're, they're sort of like proving the power of their reach by those clicks. It's like, you know, we'll, we'll continue to push this out. And to prove that it's going well, you're going to get this many clicks, and because of that, you're going to pay us for those. You know, because I don't, I don't know what the like conversion rate is on Google PPC, but I'm, I'm sure it's pretty good because they look like if you're doing your job right, right, it can yeah. be pretty good. I know there's but there's I mean, so many that it's like that looks stupid. I would never get tricked into clicking on that, but somebody does. Yes, yeah, somebody gets tricked in. Yeah, I mean that's all my job. I just trick people. That's all you got to do. Okay, so thanks for talking about your job. We can pivot a little bit. What do you like to do when you're not working? Oh, good question. I just answered this other day, and I I don't have a great answer. I do a lot of different things. I uh, I recently I've always kind of lived on the outskirts of the city, like an hour away, and then I past two years I moved into downtown Houston, mm-hmm. and I moved in alone. I had one friend here in this area, and so I got and this is my first time living alone in my life, and so. I started getting really creative and started picking up a ton of hobbies. Um, I played tennis in high school, so I started picking that up again, started playing tournaments. I recently started picking up golf again, and then I played in a tournament last night. Um, I love to read. I live right on this bayou park, so I'll go walk it, run it, and listen to podcasts and books and music and there's a lot of different things. Um, I'm allergic to a ton of food, so I'm not going out <laughs> to eat all the time. And I know yeah. a lot of people around here love to go out to eat. Uh, I'm someone that likes to cook. And yeah, I don't know. I do a lot of different things. Um, I play I'm, I play video games with a lot of friends. I have a lot of close, close friends here now downtown. Nice. And my two brothers are about to be living with me next Thursday. So we're going to have a good time. But um, They're moving in. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, moving in. Okay, so do you have a, a three-bedroom place? Is that or two-bedroom? Yeah. Yeah, so we just bought a three-bedroom place. Uh, okay. We move into it next Thursday. And so, oh, so if you're, anyone you're, wants you're to moving out, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we're all moving. I feel like you've moved a couple times since I've known you. Yeah, I've moved twice, uh, definitely in the same apartment complex. Okay. Um, I moved the second time because one of my brothers joined me. He's the, he's the nurse in our family that doesn't work with BuildWit yet. You yeah. know, if we ever need a nurse on the team, he's he's there. But uh, BuildWit Medical, man, it's coming. Yeah, it is coming. And um, and then my youngest brother, Matt, that everyone knows, so he'll be joining us uh, here next week. Nice. In the same apartment complex. Not the same apartment complex. So we're actually moving it's like a mile down the road to a three-bedroom apartment complex. Cool. Um, do you have any anxiety about living with your brothers? No. No, we've, uh, as we've gotten older, we've gotten really close to each other. And when I lived in, when I was in college, um, and then a little bit after college, even I had stayed with my parents and I finished paying off school. Uh, I didn't want to have any debt. So I, yeah. I stayed at home. We were all there together. So we've all been old and older in life and uh, lived together. So we kind of know what it's like. It's not like we haven't been together for several years. You've, you've kind of learned how to set adult boundaries with each other. And it's, you know, it's not nothing too yeah. frustrating, I'm sure. Yeah, we found that we, uh, we like to do our own thing. But then when we do come together, we have a lot of fun. Nice. Well, when you come to Nashville, um, hopefully you get to stay the whole time. Um, because last time you had to have emergency surgery and then you went home, which was not ideal. It's fun times. But we should try to play tennis when you're here. I'd love to. Do you play? Um, I do. I'm not. I never played in high school or anything like that. It was sort of like a late in life pickup. Um, I like to call golf and tennis like legacy sports. As in, once my body can't handle playing any of the other ones, I can still play those. Um, but my father-in-law is like super into tennis and like he, you know, takes a couple lessons every week and plays five days a week. And so it kind of became a thing I just like had to be okay to play every once in a while. Um, but I do really like playing. I think I'm like a two five. I think is what I, I mean. It's nothing crazy, but right. Right. I'm a good, I'm a good yeah, net was, player. Really good at doubles. Um, I mean, I'm like six, five with like a six, eight wingspan. I'm, oh yeah. Makes it a lot of easier. fun. Um, but we should definitely see if we can get, I, I think I've probably got enough rackets to get a, a doubles game. If any, uh, other, other build Wittians build, build Weishans. Um, want to play tennis uh, when everybody's here. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Okay, so I asked ch- this ch- to Chase last time, and I'm going to ask you as well. What's something that in like the last week or two that has brought you joy? That's a really good question. Um, you know, work takes up a majority of your life too, and or sure. a big part of your life. And so one thing that's brought me joy just with work in the past few weeks that I can easily think off the top of my head is um, I've had really good conversations with some of our partners and just, it's, it's funny cause last year, no one really kn- knew about the ad service or wanted it. And this year it just feels like people can't get enough of it. So literally had a uh, sergeant and a few others reach out in the past two weeks and just had amazing conversations with Herb and, um, some others and getting, really being able to help them in the past few weeks and Kaylee and some others that are kind of, um, hurting right now in terms of people that they need, um, helping them with recruiting ads. That's been super nice. And, uh, I love being able to help them. Um, so that's been really great. And then on the personal side of things, um, just apartment searching and house hunting, um, 
has been has been a lot of fun. It's been a little bit stressful, but this past week, my uh, mom and two brothers and I, we all went out together, kind of just looking for different places, uh, and we 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 found some really cool ones, and we kind of made a day of it uh, this past weekend. So it was it was really it was a lot of fun, and uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I love family time. I'm a, I'm a big family person. Nice. Are you, are you an introvert? Would you describe yourself as an introvert? I think I'm half and half. I tell people sometimes that I'm an introvert and then uh, they tell me I'm not, but then I definitely like my alone time. Uh, I think it's part of that growing up as a middle child and having uh, four years from all my siblings. I was kind of, I was definitely okay with being alone. Yeah. Um, but I also, I also have no problem being with other people and having a lot of fun. I could definitely like relate to that. I, I've, I always say that I can play extrovert especially if it's like something I want to do or that I like enjoy, you know, like I, I can get pumped up for like a guy's weekend or something like that. But when it's over, I'm like so exhausted emotionally. <laughs> you know, it's like, I need to go be by myself. I just need, I need it. Yeah. I can, I can understand that one. So it'd be, it'd be fun for you to uh, see how that works. Living with two of your brothers. Well, you're, you're, you're two older brothers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Um, I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> I'm excited to see how it goes. I hope that it goes super well. Me too. The big question of this podcast, what is the dirtiest you've ever gotten? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Or has ever been? I guess it doesn't have to be like the dirtiest you ever got because of doing a thing, but just maybe just like a, a time where you're like, holy cow, I am disgusting. <laughs> You know what's funny is probably uh, probably going to play paintball. I I would have to say that's probably the most disgusting. At, like I remember a time like right after it rained, you're just sliding around everywhere in the mud, and then you sweat like crazy when you're playing because it's so hot, especially here in Texas. And you're you're like running and it's super intense, and you're getting shot at, and you're shooting at people, and um, that's probably the muddiest I've been. But then on top of that being in Nashville last time I was there, it rained. And then we went out to those construction sites and oh, that yeah. was, I, uh, my, I sank into the mud, like up to my knee. I think <laughs> I almost lost some boot. No. Yeah. That yeah, sounds about right. are, yeah. It's probably those two. When you play paintball, are you like wearing like the long sleeves and the long pants? Are you like wearing as much tactical stuff as possible? You know what? I used to be I used to be a little nervous about getting shot, and so I'm not getting hit. And I used to wear like long sleeves. I put a hoodie on and jeans, and um, I now I go out there in shorts and a t-shirt. You just get way <laughs> too hot. I don't care about getting hit anymore. And uh, you just you get what you get. Yeah, I think that's right. And I remember like in middle school, I had a couple friends who we would like go out in the woods and do it, and I was like so terrified of just like getting hit you know it's like well, i gotta wear like long jeans maybe i should wear something under my jeans too you know and it, like you said it's oh, just so hot yeah add layers on yep you're just you know you're growing up man you're just growing up that's all it is which less 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 afraid of the paintball oh yeah well jack i appreciate it dude thanks for taking some time to talk yeah thanks for thanks for having me on i appreciate it everybody thanks for listening to me and jack hang out have a good one dude you too. Thanks, Alex. See you, pal. And that was Jack Briscoe. Thanks, Jack, for coming on the podcast. Really enjoyed it, man. 
Looking forward to having our next guest on in two weeks. Until then, y'all stay dirty. Thanks. Thanks.